Welcome to the Creating Your Best Self podcast. We're your host, David N. Johnson. And I'm T. LaVon Lawrence. The Creating Your Best Self podcast is all about personal change. It's about creating the very best version of yourself so that you can help others achieve the same. It's about living your life with intent, gratitude, and a deep level of self-worth and happiness. In today's episode, we're going to discuss something near and dear to my heart, which is authenticity, happiness, and how to find out who you really are. Today's episode may be uncomfortable for some, but that's only because self-reflection is hard. However, if you want to achieve true happiness, then you must put in the work to understand two things. Number one, who are you really? And number two, why are you finding it difficult to live out who you really are? This will be life-changing. Stay tuned. authentic self is essential for building meaningful relationships with both yourself and others. Being authentic means that your thoughts, words, and, and more importantly your actions line up and match your core identity. It ensures that you're seen, it shows that you matter. I came across a quote the other day by Brene Brown uh, that really resonates with me and it says, in order for connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen, really seen. Now, I think that's a pretty powerful statement. Now, being authentic lights your path forward. It gives meaning to your life and allows you to live in harmony with yourself. When your external life matches your internal identity, the whole world opens itself up to you. Living authentically doesn't mean that you're, that you're always happy. It means that you own your reality, that you face your fears, and that your focus isn't even happiness. Rather, it's wholeness. Living authentically means that you check in on yourself to ensure that you're living your life according to who you are instead of who somebody else thinks you should be. Being authentic requires you to be brave enough to be vulnerable. To allow yourself to really be seen, to see who you really are by exposing your thoughts and feelings takes a lot of effort and practice. Now most of us, most of us live dual lives, uh, sometimes even more, but most of us live dual lives, one internal and one external. It's when those two lives are incongruent that we become an imitation of who we think we should be or who we have been told to be. Most importantly, being authentic requires two things. And if you're going to write anything down, write this one down. Number one, you have to know who you are. This takes looking inward and it isn't always easy. And number two, you have to accept the person that you are. If you can't accept who you are, then how, you, how are you going to ensure that other people accept who you are. In other words, know your truth and live it. Be accepting of who you are and then be that person. T and I have come up with seven different ways that you can do just that. Um, as T said in the intro, this will be uncomfortable because self-reflection is hard, but by setting boundaries, you give yourself the breathing room you need to become more authentically you. So T, what do you have to say about setting boundaries? Well, let's get that good kind of discomfort going with the first thing. The first thing is you have to understand that your life belongs to you. Even though people will be shocked at that fact when you start claiming what is yours by birthright. The greatest trick played on all of us as we grow up 
is the forced conformity planted in our heads by family, friends, neighbors, and whatever nation we live in. We are saddled with the sad assumption that our life is not our own. The compulsion to please others in order to fit in is natural, just like the tendency to take advantage of that tendency in others by using social pressure to manipulate others into getting what we want. The truth is that you owe your life to nobody. Nobody on earth has the natural right to rule over you. Every person to whom you give your energy and time receives a resource that can never be replaced. You can never get that time or energy back. It is the most precious thing that anyone possesses. People who attempt to obligate you to live their way violate your natural right to individual liberty and the pursuit of true happiness. We always want to role model what we admire in others, but it's best if we do it from our own free will. You're the one who has to live your life and deal with the consequences. Nobody else is going to take on your experience because they are too busy dealing with their own. When you learn to set boundaries that benefit your own well-being, you are telling others, and more importantly, you're telling yourself that you matter just as much as they do. That's not to say that you can't put some people ahead of yourself some of the time. Just don't make it a habit that deprives you of your need to grow. Setting boundaries allows you more freedom to be who you really are, but sometimes there will be people who won't accept those boundaries. David, what should you do with those, with those people? Well, I only know one way to put it, and that's bluntly, is you have to remove them from your life. Which brings us to the second way that you can live a more authentic life, and that is to remove toxicity from it. So you can't expect a rose to grow in toxic soil. How can you expect to grow around toxic people? It's not always easy removing people from your life, toxic or not. And there's one thing that's important for us all to understand is that not everybody you meet is meant to be in your life forever. For, forever. Some are, are just there for a season or two. And you have to understand that. Now, I know sometimes we, mourn, we can mourn those people. We don't want to push them out of our lives because they were important for that season. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be important for your life. And especially when they become toxic to your growth or toxic to who you want to be or who you are becoming, that's when you know it's time to get rid of them. If they don't respect your boundaries or they aren't accepting of who you are, then there is no reason for them even to be in your life. Now, this isn't being selfish. Not at all. This is learning to live with who you are and weeding out the people that stifle your ability to grow. Yeah. Now, I was talking about roses. I was talking about weeds. And it's just something that we've talked about this before. My wife and I like to do in our in our, in our own yard. But it's, it's very true how well gardening uh, mimics what we talk about in real life. You can't expect that, that rose bush to grow if the soil isn't conducive to the growth of a rose. And you can't expect that rose bush to grow. It's all over, overgrown with weeds because the weeds are going to take the nutrients that we've put into that soil for themselves. Yep. And so this really, really matches exactly what I'm trying to say here is if there is something that is toxic in your life, and maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's something that you're doing to yourself. Maybe it's things that you're saying to yourself. Maybe it's things you're watching or you're reading. Think about how they are affecting you and whether they are toxic. And if they are, if they are preventing you from living your authentic life, if they are preventing you from being the person who you are on the inside, then you got to let it go, yeah. right? So it can be hard to make the right decision sometimes. But if you understand who you are, can accept that, 
and have the courage to remove toxicity from your life, then you are well on your way to living a more authentic life, which I think, T, is a good segue into the third way that you can live more authentically. Well, you know what you want. And if you don't, then it's time to get back in touch with what you want. When you do, well, that's when you're able to start making the right decisions. When you're face to face with a decision, your first instinct should not be, what would others think of me if I made the decision this way or that way? It should be, how does this decision match up with what I want? As David mentioned a minute ago, that's not being selfish. This is how you unapologize unapologetically live out your life in such a way that both your internal self and your external self can live in harmony. Now, once you learn how to live a more harmonious life, you're better prepared to set the world on fire. And by fire, I mean passion. Dave, what's the fourth way that you can live a more authentic life? Well, pursue what sets your soul on fire. Oh. Stop putting your life on hold. No, I'm gonna say that again. Stop putting your life on hold. Now, I, I understand that you may have obligations like children and work, but that doesn't mean that you can't pursue your passions. Now, listen, this is important and I'm going to say it because maybe someone hasn't told you this before. You matter. How you feel matters. Do more of what sets your soul on fire. Stop allowing it to be put out by others. Show your light to the world and do not be shy about it. Now, I like quotes, T, as you know, right? <laughs> and I just I just thought of another one. And I believe it was said by uh, by Jennifer Lee. She wrote and directed Frozen and uh, in Frozen 2. She said, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Mm. I like that. Be fearless. Once you're connected with who you are, that's when people see who you really are. Be fearless in your pursuits. Go ahead. Set the world ablaze with your passion. Don't apologize. Don't ask for permission. Do you, which takes us to way number five, and that's to speak your mind. I'm going to speak my mind right speak now, it. David. I have seen Frozen 1 and 2 several times each. Now that is fearless. Now, when it comes to speaking your mind, it's not always easy to do. Say what you feel and mean what you say. This goes well with setting boundaries. Don't ignore that voice telling you to speak up. That's, that's your authentic self trying to get you to open up. This is especially important when it comes to people you love uh, and, and, and who love you. It's easier to set boundaries with people in the workplace and even in social settings. Your biggest challenge always comes from the folks closest to you because you don't want them to feel hurt or afraid of the changes you're making. That said, Anybody who attempts to put you back in the box of not expressing who you really are is someone who needs to be put in their place, whether it's a family member, friend, or coworker. You can't live your best life unless you tap into being your truest self. Speaking your mind means that you should trust your instincts, which, by the way, brings us to number six. Okay, so great segue, but you said something before I get into that. Uh, before we get to number six, it was pretty deep, right? You said um, something like anybody who attempts to put you back in the box of not expressing who you are needs to be put in their place, Yep. right? So this goes back to setting boundaries. This goes back to removing toxic people from your life. And I think that you said is really important. So we, we're, we put ourselves into a box by worrying about what others think 
yeah. or by worrying that we're going to go against what other people told us to be, whether it's our parents, whether it's our friends, whether it's mm -hmm. our sibling, whether it's our spouse, whoever it is, they're trying to put you into that box. Sometimes they put you into the box because it's easier for them to define who you are. Yeah. Easier for them to handle you. Absolutely. Forget yeah. that, right? Exactly. Be fearless in your pursuit of opening that box. Yeah. All right. So number six. So trusting your instincts isn't always easy, right? And so number six is to trust your instincts because the reason why our instincts are so hard to trust is because sometimes we tend to overthink. We all have a sense of intuition about things, but many of us, uh, we ignore it, right? Yeah. Of course, I think it's important to understand that intuition isn't some mystical idea wrapped up in whatever. It's, it's actually a deep neurological basis for it, right? Yeah. So we talked about this before. We talked about system one and system two, but our instincts rely with our system one, right? Our system one is our subconscious. Um, you know, our, our brains kind of intuitively work with our memories, our past learnings, our personal needs, your preferences to make the wisest decision given the current situation. Yeah. That's what it does, right? And so that's what your instinct is. It is just your system one taking over because it has this massive wealth of knowledge, this massive wealth of learnings, and it's trying to get you to the decision quicker. Yeah. Now, I know this is a tough one for, for people as they tend to distrust their instincts, especially if they have past trauma. However, you can learn how to hone those instincts. You know instincts. somebody like that? <laughs> <laughs> Me, for instance? <laughs> All of us, yeah. <laughs> However, you can learn to hone those instincts to better suit your needs. Now, let's, let me give you an example of my own life. Um, I'm a digital marketer. I've been doing it for over 17 years. I love data. I'm a data geek. I love going through it and figuring out why was a campaign successful? Why wasn't a campaign successful? Now, after thousands of hours of going through this data over those 17 years, I, I kind of have almost a mystical intuition about how a campaign performed. But what's important to understand is, is, is why that is, right? I can look at data A and data B without going into C, D, E, F, G, and Z and kind of understanding, get an idea of where things are going to go. But that's only because I am int intimately familiar with the data. I know what it's going to, I've been there, I lived in it. So I've learned to kind of trust my instincts a little bit um, and then follow them through because it really helps me to understand what is going on and gets me to where I need to get to much quicker. It makes me more fluid. And so when, you, when, you're, when we're talking about living your life more authentically, you have to trust your instincts because all your instincts are doing is just trying to get you to live more authentically who you are, right? So you can call it intuition, you can call it instinct, a hunch, uh, deeper knowing, or gut feeling. The fact of the matter is that we all have these feelings. Somehow, we intuitively understand something without conscious reasoning. In short, the answers just come to you, even though you really aren't aware exactly how that happened. So, so how do you go about trusting your instincts more, right? I think this is a question that we all should ask. Number one is make sure that your gut feeling isn't fear. Good one. Yes, this is, this is important. In fact, I, T and I had a discussion, so this one's specifically for him, right? So if you, feel, if you feel tense or panicky, it's probably fear. So slow yourself down. Don't make the decision right away. And this is something that's important. Fear pushes you away from things. Intuition pulls you towards those things. So fear stops you from doing the things that you want to do. Intuition pulls you towards the things that you want to do. That's a big difference. That's the first step. Is it fear or is it intuition? Is it preventing me from doing something or is it helping me getting what I, more of what I want? So that's the first step. Discern if what you're feeling is fear or instinct. 
Then start making small decisions at first, right? So trusting your instinct isn't always easy, right? Especially if you mistrust yourself. So following your instincts doesn't mean that you let it run rampant, um, as I'll get to in just a moment, because <laughs> that's going to be important. But it just means that you that you learn to listen to it before you make a decision. Yeah. Okay, listen to it. So start small. So for instance, if your instinct is to pick one movie over the next, as you scroll through an endless amount of choices on Netflix and Hulu and you know Prime, whatever it happens to be, right? Just go with your gut. Make a quick decision, right? So making quick decision, decisive actions with something inconsequential get you comfortable with using your intuition. So by starting small, you kind of help to mitigate that fear of going with your gut, right? Yeah. Number three, when you first start using your intuition, your decision may not come easily at first and, and that's actually okay, because you will second guess yourself, right? So as you start to trust your instincts on bigger and bigger decisions, it's okay to take them on a test drive, role play it, simulate the outcome, so Albert Einstein was a big believer in thought experiments. In fact, he credits the thought uh, thought experiment when he was 16 years old, 16, wow. that led him to the theory of relativity, right? I wasn't thinking of a theory of relativity <laughs> at 16 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> neither was I, right? <laughs> right. So these thought experiments kind of allows you to check your instinct with logic. So play it out in your mind a bit. Now, what are the consequences of decision A? What are the consequences of decision B? What are the consequences of decision C? How does each one of those decisions make you feel? That's that's excellent. Yeah. I like that. So is it is it fear? Is it instinct? Start living with it a little bit. Okay, if I do decision A, what are the secondary consequences of decision A? What are the secondary consequences of decision B? Is decision C, right? Um, and so once you start doing this, in the beginning, this takes a little bit of work. It takes some time to think about it. But you got to remember, most decisions don't need to be make don't need to be make it be be made at the moment. So take your time and really think about it. How does and then you'll start realizing, oh my gosh, my instinct was correct. So next time I can short circuit that entire decision making process and just rely on my instincts. Number four uh, is to remember is that your core values represent what's most important to you. Yeah. If you ever find it hard to make the right decision, or if your instincts are to go against your values, then err on the side of going with the decision that's on the side of what you value. Yeah, yeah. To make decisions easier, uh, take the time to reflect on and write down what you value the most. This will make decisions much easier to make in the future. So you have to understand what it is that you value. Is it family? Um, is it personal growth? Whatever it happens to, whatever those values happen to be, you should write those down. You should understand them. You should live with them so that if ever a decision goes against it, so for instance, let's say your value is to, you know, always be around family and take care of your, and you know, help your family out and be part of it. And you're, you, you have a, a job offer across the country. It's like, should I take the job or should I not? And you go, well, if it does, it goes against your values, even if it's more money, it doesn't matter. You're not living authentically. So make the right decision, which, takes us to number seven, which is being brutally honest with yourself. T? Being brutally honest with yourself. Tap into the courage that's at your disposal during moments of quiet reflection. When you ask yourself gentle questions about where you need to make improvements. People tend to avoid taking an honest look in the mirror in order to see what needs to be improved about themselves because, well, admitting our faults feels embarrassing. 
but that feeling should not stop you from asking the right questions. A quote I like to use is by Vernon Howard, who was a spiritual teacher back in the 60s and 70s, and he said, humiliation is your salvation. You cannot apprehend a thief that's stealing from you if you don't see the thief. Don't take what you discover personally. Take personal responsibility to work on each shortcoming as a personal project. You don't have to tell anyone as you get started. You gain nothing except worry, anxiety, and stress by turning a blind eye to the faults you know in your heart you need to turn into better habits. Don't hide from your faults. Turn them into fixer-upper projects that you can check off your list of personal goals one by one. The initial embarrassment you feel will be replaced with relief knowing that your fault is about to be repaired. This kind of self-reflection checklist is also good for listing your strengths and talents. Spend at least as much time on your strengths and talent as you do fixing your faults. I do something called a mental talent list exercise where on a daily basis I review the, the actual strengths and talents that I reflect upon within myself. And when I review upon them, if I think of something new, I add it to the list. This is not a self-esteem booster to make myself feel good. It is to reprogram my subconscious mind to remember that there are a thousand reasons why I can do anything that I set my mind to. Now, if you need to find the courage necessary in order to be honest with yourself, check out episode six of the Creating Your Best Self podcast on the topic of dreaming big, overcoming fear, and becoming extraordinary for ideas on how to move past the hesitation you feel. Wow. So, you know, I think there's a, there's, there's a couple of things. Those are the seven, by the way. So we had, we had our bullets here that we kind of wanted to go over. You know, but thinking about not living authentically, if you don't live authentically, and, and of course, I hope during this, during this episode you understood, but being authentic means I living. Call it, I call it faking the funk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So if you're faking the funk, <laughs> as T so eloquently put, it leads to stress. Yep. Right? So if you're not living your life the way that you feel that you should be living your life, if you're living it, subserving it to what other people think about how you should be living your life, it causes stress, it causes depression, lots of things happen in your life that really cause you to feel yucky. <laughs> you, you feel out of place. And you, and you know you're playing a role, you're not being, I, dude, I just went through this over the past few weeks. I've, got a, I've made a, a, a lot of big moves over the past month, and in the middle of making these moves, I'm thinking to myself, okay, who do I need to project in order to get people to think of me in a particular way? And I'm telling you, it was the wrong move to make because I wouldn't even have the opportunities that I have right now, except for the fact that I started living my life as my true self instead of trying to be impressive to other people. It is my true self that brings me these opportunities and that's what's going to happen to you. By not living my true self, I was stressed. I told you about it. Yeah. Uh, I was worried, I, 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 I felt like it could, I could it could escape my grasp um, because I wasn't being me. Once I sat down and realized, okay, I don't need to impress anyone. I just need to impress myself. That's when I started feeling better. 
and I and, and it's been and it's been keeping me aloft for days. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I mean, I think I, th I think that's well said, right? And so I think there's something to be said. Now, we understand, mm. and what we're saying here is being more of who you are. That doesn't that doesn't mean that we want that to take you off of your off of your game and just go play video games and goof off oh, yeah, all the time. Because, because that's because who that's you, you really are. That's a problem. <laughs> Right, but all we're talking about is is your thoughts and your feelings and how you think and how you feel does matter. Yeah, it matters. Live. It's a live signal. It. It's telling you the way you feel tells you whether you're on the right track or not. And you know when somebody is obligating you to to live a life that you don't really want to live, uh, but you also know when um, you have obligations that you don't want to do merely because you have the wrong mindset. Also. So that's part of the self-reflection too. You've got to you've got to ask yourself the hard questions, and you've got to have the courage to say no to people, and you've got to have the courage to say yes to yourself. Right? Yeah, that's important. Say no to others. Say yes to yourself. Be more of who you are. Follow your intuition. Follow your instinct, because that's just trying to that's just trying to get you more of who you really are on the inside. Well, let that's me what ask it you, is. Let me ask you this, okay? There's going to be some people out there, and this is natural. Uh, the selfishness uh, thing we talked about earlier. Uh, the, the, I guess you would call it, maybe it's a, an imposter syndrome uh, in a different way uh, when it comes to family. I've had this. I've had a dream and I worried that family members or friends were going to get left behind or they're going to think negative, negatively of me if I pursue this. And I got to tell you, that's something that will hold you back. You, oh, you can't sure. have that fear. You, you, want, you want to be of help and of service to people in the people in the best way to be of service to your family and friends. The best way to surpass your obligation to them is to live life on your terms and live your dreams. So yeah, an important part of this podcast that we like saying, and I, I say it in the very beginning, you know, I was like, you know, make a change mm -hmm. so that you can help others do the same. Exactly. So just like when you got an airplane, they say, put your own oxygen mask on first. And yep. the reason you put your own oxygen mask on first is because they understand that you can't help somebody else with their oxygen mask if you're not first receiving that life-giving oxygen yourself. Yep. So become, right. So don't be worried about leaving someone behind. Think about it as only temporarily. Maybe you can get to where you need to get to. You can fix your things, your stuff, the stuff that's holding you back so that you can go forward and you can give them a hand up. You can grab them and you can pull them towards you. Now, I understand- That's if they want to come. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Not everybody will want to come. Those are the people that you know that you have to leave behind. Or form a new distant relationship with. Right. So, yeah, things things will change. So, be authentic. Be who you Be who you're supposed to be. Don't be some don't be some imitation of who you are. Be who you are. Really, really important. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate your time and are eternally grateful for you spending it with us. We know you had a choice on what to do with your hour and you chose us. In next week's episode, David and I are going to discuss how to find out who you really are. It's going to be a great episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please consider subscribing, sharing, favoriting, or all the above. As always, keep living your best life. Keep pushing and never give up on your dreams. We'll see you in the next episode.